The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Hallelujah. Here we are with our summer Sundays and we have this. Look, we've got Jesus here. Well, actually, he's in the room, but there's a, a picture of Jesus. This is because during these next few weeks over August, we're joining with the BTC kids, and they have been going through this book, The Diary of a Disciple. In actual fact, that's the book of Acts. That's really what it is, but they call it The Diary of a Disciple. And this one is about Peter and Paul's story. So it, obviously, it started off with Jesus ascending. You see, that's the, that's the mountain where he's going up back up to heaven. That's what that represents. And it also fits in. Look at all of this. It's been beautifully painted. So that fits in with everything. So that helps the kids to know that this is like upstairs, downstairs. And now I've helped the adults understand what on earth is going on and what that picture was. Well, that's Jesus. So we've got all that. And today we've come to chapter 12 of Acts of the Apostles, of In Diary of a Disciple. And so we're going to be looking at a story, a very exciting story about Peter and when he was actually captured and put in jail. So that's what we're going to look at briefly, and hopefully we're all going to enjoy this together. I thought as we go through this chapter, and I think the idea is that the children read chapters beforehand, and actually we're going to be skipping a few chapters. I, don't, I think uh, Pastor William told you about that, but anyway, hopefully you've read chapter 12 and... We'll just carry on and see what we can do. What I thought is I'd take six learning points. It's always useful. We have a story, but sometimes we overlook the fact that a story is telling us something, but there are things that we can learn for ourselves from the story. So I've got six learning points that we're going to look at, and these learning points are these. Nasty people do nasty things. God is good, but following him does not mean life is always going to be perfect. These are our learning points, okay? Okay. Third one, God wants us to pray and ask him for help. And one of the reasons we do pray is that God is able to do all thing, to do things that we can't. Our fifth point is God doesn't always answer our prayers in the way that we expect. And finally, God brings justice, but it can take time. So those are our learning points. And as we go through this chapter, we're going to unpack those and have a look. So let's dive into the chapter. And when we get to chapter 12, what we find is that we find King Herod is in Jerusalem. And King Herod, he's a bit of a mean guy, really, because he's arrested James. And James is one of the disciples. His brother was John. And he's been arrested. And actually, he's been taken away. And bad news, they've chopped his head off. So you can see, <laughs> I know, I know. There's no easy way to put it. I had to come straight out with it. So Herod is a nasty guy. That's what we, uh, we found out. And because he finds that having, having done away with James, that actually some of the Jews are happy about this. So Herod thinks like, well, this is doing me some good. So Herod then goes and arrests Peter, another one of the disciples. And because it's the feast of the Passover and all the Jews are busy, they've arrested him and he thinks like, I can't cut his head off today. We better wait until after the Passover. So because of that, he takes Peter 
and he puts him in jail. So poor old Peter is in jail. Learning point number one, nasty people do nasty things. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it does help. Thank you, Mark. A little bit of, you know, a bit of encouragement. That helps me, certainly. Helps me to stay awake. Um, so learning point number one, nasty people do nasty things. Now, Herod is a nasty man, and what do we see? He does nasty things. He has people's heads cut off. That's not very nice, obviously. But the learning point for us is this. If we hang around with people who we know are nasty and who do nasty things, it can easily affect our lives for bad. So whether we are grown-ups and at work, it still can, or whether we're children at school, the point is still the same. If we hang around with nasty people, unkind people, we are probably going to experience some unkind things. So we need to be aware of that. Okay, let's get back to the story. That's our first learning point past. Back to the story. Peter, he's a good man. He is a disciple of Jesus. We know that. He's a man who loved God. And, but we can see that even though those, those things are true, he was a disciple. He loved Jesus. He followed Jesus. He did good things. Even though that was true, then he still has challenges to face in his life. And the fact right now is he is facing the prospect of having his head cut off, and at the moment he's in jail. That's the situation we find ourselves in. So, learning point number two, God is good. God is always good. But it doesn't mean to say that people who are God followers don't go through difficult situations. Peter was a God follower. Peter was a man who spoke about God and wanted to lead other people to God and to tell, him all, tell them all the good things that God had done for him. And yet we find him in prison. Okay, Although God is good, following him doesn't always mean that life is going to be perfect, it's going to run smooth. And we therefore, all of us, we're seeking to follow God, we need to remember that we can also face challenges in our lives. Let's move on. Peter, Herod thought he was a very high security risk. Sometimes in the, in the papers we hear about stories of people who get caught and they're, they're put in a, a, a jail that's very secure because they're deemed to be high security risk. That is, look, we don't want them to escape, so we're going to make sure we really lock them up tightly and keep them locked up securely. So because of this, Herod had four sets of four prison guards who over the period of 24 hours had to look after Peter and to make sure that he was secure in the jail. So to help us really understand this, this is where we're going to have our bit of acting, which I'm hoping is going to go very, very smoothly, and it's going to enable us all to understand the story very well. So I really need to have four people who can come out and help me just to be a prison guard. All you need to do is... Thank you. If you do, thank you. Come up here. All three of you. Have we got one more? Thank you. So I want you to hold a sword for me. Who would like to be the captain of the guard? You, okay. In that case, we're going to put that on top as well, all right? Now, you are going to guard Peter, and we need to have Peter. Kevin, where's Kevin? Kevin Aldridge, could you come forward? Now, our, our, our poor, our poor uh, Kevin Peter... So we've got, we've got Peter, and he's in jail. So we've got to have two people either side of him and two behind him. So you stay there. You stay there. Okay? This is our scene. We have Peter. He's in jail. 
And uh, he's being looked after, but he's being held very securely. The point I want to get across to you is there's no way he's going to escape. Not only is he chained, but he's got the four guards. Two of them were with him in the cell. The other two, they were outside the door, but they were making sure that that door was kept locked and he wasn't going to go out. Now, because of this situation, never work in this, because of this situation, okay, Peter's friends, and he had many of them because there were many Christians, they knew of this situation. They knew what was facing Peter, and so they were praying for Peter, okay? Learning points three and four, they're going to come together. God wants us to pray and to ask him for help. All of us have situations that seem beyond us. This situation for Peter and his friends, it was beyond them. They couldn't get him out of the jail. They didn't know what to do. They were concerned for his life, so they were praying for him. The issues that we have in our lives, God wants us to pray. He wants us to draw near to him. He wants us to engage with him. So that's what we need to do. And learning point number four, one of the reasons we pray, so we say like God wants us to pray, but one of the reasons we pray is because God is able to do things that we cannot do. There's a scripture. Jesus says, with man this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. And so we need to remember that what is impossible for us as people is possible for God. Therefore, we come before him and we pray. That's our learning point. Okay, let's move on. We know that the church, these friends of Peter, they're earnestly praying for him and they're worried about the situation. They know that Herod's got him locked up and so they're calling to God in prayer. I guess they were praying out something like, Lord, please save our friend Peter. Don't let Herod chop his head off. Make sure you look after him. Deliver him. Bring him out to safety. Things like that, I'm sure, is what they were praying. Well, now if you've read this book... As we're going through chapter 12, there's a section where it says, well, what do you think happened next? And it gives four things. It says, these are the things. What do you think happened next? Peter had his head chopped off. That's one. Peter stayed in prison. He had to remain in prison. Peter escaped from prison when the guards weren't looking. Peter walked out of the prison and the guards just watched. Well, before you answer, let's find out exactly what happened. Well, on the last night, he'd been in jail, he'd been in the prison for several days. On the last night before Herod was going to chop his head off, Peter had fallen asleep on the floor. So he's fallen asleep. He's got two guards who are watching over him and another two guards. Now, I need uh, Jane, as it's your birthday today, could I ask you to come forward? As I, I need an angel. I need an angel and I have found an angel. Okay, this is the true story. Peter's asleep. The angel comes in. Okay, gives him a poke. So Peter is asleep and he finds that something is poking him. And Peter thinks he's in a bit of a dream. But in this dream, the angel picks him up. As he causes him to stand up, he gets dressed, tells him to get dressed. Well, he's already closed, that's all right. The chains just fell off. And the angel leads him out of the jail. Now, we've just got to imagine, he's gone right around the jail, because he's coming through the jail to the jail gates, and at the exit of the jail, the gates open, and the angel walks him. Is that... 
Hooray! Thank you very much. You can, uh, you can actually go back. Thank you. Angel, that was a wonderful bit of uh, work there. Um, so, Peter, now, uh, actually, you can go and sit down as well. Thank you so much for your help. Yes, a round of applause to my soldiers, trusted and true, and the chief soldier. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Peter finds himself in the street, and suddenly he realizes this wasn't a dream, because he thought it was a great dream and one that he would like to happen, but he suddenly realized this wasn't a dream. He turns around to see what the angel is going to say next, and the angel is gone. So, he well, he realizes, I am out of jail. So he thinks, well, what do I do? So he suddenly thought, right, I know that there's a house here of my friend John. So he goes to John Mark's mum's house. And when he gets to the house, he starts knocking on the door. And he's knocking on the door. And it's a door. In those days, the houses were like, they had a sort of like a doorway. And then you went through the doorway into a courtyard. And that's where the house was. So there was an outer door. So he's knocking at the outer door. And the servant girl of the house, her name was Rhoda, she comes up to the door. And there's obviously a little hole through it or something you can see. Or, and no, it wasn't necessarily she could see. She heard, who is it? Who is it? And so the person says their voice. I hear their voice. It's Peter. That's Peter. She's so excited, she doesn't open the door. She runs back to where the people are praying inside the house. And she says to them, Peter's at the door. And they're all praying and they're saying like, what? No, no, it, it can't be. We're praying for him. We're praying for him. And she says, Peter's at the door. Meanwhile, Peter's still knocking at the door. Eventually they go and they open the door and Peter comes into this room where all of his friends have been praying for him. And he is the answer to their prayers. But because of their prayers, he has been delivered. And so he says to them, look, okay, you can imagine the uproar. Because this is like, wow, is it really you? I'm sure people went and prodded him and poked him to check. Is this a vision or is it really him? It was him. And he says, like, okay, calm down, everybody, calm down. Please, 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 let me just speak, let me speak. So he tells them the story of what has just happened. And obviously, because he's very sensible, he goes off that night into hiding so that actually something, nothing worse will happen to him. The following morning, and I've just got to see if there isn't a learning point here. There is a learning point here, which we've jumped across. And that is, that's for Peter, God doesn't necessarily answer our prayers in the way that we expect. So for Peter, what was he thinking in the jail? Was he thinking like, Am I going to be killed? Is this the end of my life? I don't mind giving my life up for Jesus. Is he going to help me escape? Who thought that an angel was going to come in the midst of those guards and was going to lead him out just freely? Whoever thought that was going to happen? Now, it's a wonderful miracle, but you know what? Sometimes for our prayers, we're praying, God, do this, do this. I want you to do it this way. If you don't do it this way, I'm not going to believe. And God can often answer our prayers but in a very roundabout way, or sometimes do things that are just life, and, oh, I wasn't quite expecting it that way, but God does answer our prayers. So we need to be aware of the fact that God doesn't always answer prayers in the way that we expect. Anyway, here we are. Peter has now gone into hiding. The following morning, Herod, do you remember what Herod was? He was a nasty man, and he did nasty things. He was so cross with the guards, and it's a good thing they've gone, because he had them all killed. So all the guards 
And it wasn't really their fault. They were guarding. They all got their heads taken off. So that's the end of him. That's how nasty Herod was. He was a nasty man. And you know what? Sometimes we think nasty people, do they ever get what's coming to them? It's not fair. They always seem to get away with it. How come that is the case? So how come? What about Herod? He did all these nasty things, but he seemed to get away with things. But that's not true because strictly, this is what happened. Sometime later, Herod was being visited by a group of people from some towns nearby. This town had fallen out with Herod. They got across with him, they were annoyed with him, and they were trying to sort things out because Herod supplied a lot of food to their town. And so they wanted to keep on his good side, even though they were annoyed with him. And you know those sort of things. So in the end, you have to sort something out. So they came together with Herod, and Herod was talking to them. And as he was talking to them, the crowd shouted out to him, This isn't the voice of a man. This is the voice of a God. And they were elevating and lifting Herod up, saying that he was God. Well, because, the Bible says, because Herod didn't give praise to God at that moment... Another angel came, not that we saw it, and they came to get rid of Herod. Herod fell off his chair that he was sitting on, and he died. And so that was the end of him. So there was justice, and this is our final learning point. God brings justice, but it can take time. God brings justice, but it can take time. We think that evil people, nasty people, never get told off. In the end, something happens, and certainly, as far as the whole of the Bible story is concerned, there is justice that God will bring about. And that's the truth, and we often forget about it, but that is the truth. That just gives us an insight into what's happening, but these are our learning points. So I'm just going to go through our learning points again. Learning points are nasty people do nasty things, so we want to keep out of their way, and we want to make sure we make friends with good people. God is good, but following him does not mean life is always going to be perfect. Let's stop looking for perfection in life. Let's just start following God, knowing that he is good and will look after us. God wants us to pray and to ask him for help. And one of the reasons that we do pray is that he is able to do much more than we can do. In fact, he's able to do things that we can't do. God always answers prayers, but he doesn't always do it in the way that we expect. And finally, God brings justice but that can take time. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.